It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is a competition at a position always a good thing? Also, there is a transfer out there in the portal that Auburn needs to land. We will tell you why. And also, Auburn tight end John Samuel Shanker joins the show to talk about some of his goals for this spring and more, all on today's Locked On Auburn. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken parm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. We do this every Tuesday, but now it is a Charlie Tuesday on a Thursday as Auburn message board legend Charlie Five joins us. All right, you, you, you brought this up in the Locked on Auburn Discord. If you're not a part of that, we will put a link to that in the episode description or summary down below. But you were listening to our conversation yesterday on the show, and yeah. I thought your take was super interesting. So I'm like, I'm going to call this guy, see if he's got a few minutes to join us. But you made the comments in response to Mike G and I yesterday talking about how, you know, a quarterback competition is a good thing. And I don't want to misquote you here, so I, I'll let you kind of deliver your opinion on this. Yeah, so just a little bit of a different perspective. Um, I just asked is I, I think a, a, a position battle across the board for almost every single position is a good thing. Yeah. But I'm not 100% sure that I agree. I'm not 100% sure that I think it's always a good thing for the quarterback position. And there was a couple of reasons, a couple of reasons why. Okay. Um, number one, uh, quarterback reps and chemistry is is so incredibly important. Right. And, and le- leadership and a lot of stuff is built uh, in spring. So, you know, a lot is being b- built up about, you know, having competition and guys pushing each other for at the quarterback position. And I think sometimes I think at the quarterback, it's, it's as a, at the quarterback spot, it's better to have a guy and sort of build the team around that. So you're building chemistry with wide receivers because when you have a, a a competition naturally i think guys or uh, wide receivers and, and stuff like that are going to gravitate to individual quarterbacks when it's like a if, if it's a real competition so when a guy's picked uh i think there can sometimes be natural you know division or or ill will so to speak um and then the 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 last thing is uh the last thing is just reps in general like yeah uh I mean, how do you how do you divvy that out? Like, how do you how do you award a winner? Like, what does that what does that look like? How, what is the what is a, a quarterback competition like really look like? Who's the most accurate? Who? And then you got to give everybody equal opportunity with ones and twos and stuff like that. Sure. I, sometimes I just I, sometimes I just feel like um, if you go over like the past ten years, there's always I feel like every team there's always a guy. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always a, like the next guy up. The, the, and I think that's sometimes that that can be a little bit maybe more desirable than having no idea who the guy's going to be, and you just bring in a whole bunch of dudes and, and see what see what see what happens. But uh, I mean, that's that's just that was just a little bit of a take that I had. Um, I just sometimes I wonder 
um, if we if if that's actually as desirable as we think it sounds. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, you and I have operated under the premise about how you know competition makes you better, and that and that yes. should be a big goal. But you're, you're saying quarterbacks kind of the the exception to that. Let let me ask you this, and, I, and this really hasn't crossed my mind as a potential theory. With sure. talking about, you know, this quarterback battle that's about to start next week with Auburn Spring practice. And we got to assume TJ Finley will be battling with Robbie Ashford and uh, D Davis this spring. And then in the fall, whoever's the front runner out of spring will be battling with Zach Calzada. That's kind of the assumption right now, right? Yeah. But I, I think so. I yeah, think that's fair. Sure. So the, and maybe Holm Gariner impresses and Harson wants to start him. I mean, Gariner, I think, is your prototypical Harson quarterback. So maybe maybe he's got more of a shot than I realized. But even going back to the reps thing, and I'm getting off topic here, but even like with the reps thing, it's like I don't know how you give that, like really legitimately split that up and do that yeah. just because it's so hard. So, but what if, and you mentioned this, like there's always kind of been a guy and you build a team around him. Yeah. What if Finley is that guy? What if TJ Finley is that guy and we're all just selling him short? I mean... I, I guess he could be. I mean, I, I, he could I mean, be that guy. Harson um, went out and got him. He was one of the first guys that Harson went out to go get. He liked his yeah. moxie. He liked his traits. Um, he was set up to fail this year. You know, I've been very consistent on that with Finley. I, I think he can be a good quarterback. I think he needs help schematically. I don't think exactly what Bobo did with him last year helped him in that situation. I don't think the offensive line helped him, and I don't think his wide receivers helped him. So, you know, how much of that is Finley? How much of that is, is other factors? It's a combination of all of it. I, I don't know what percentage is what. But what if, with a full off season, you know, they're expecting Finley to kind of pick up the offense and they're expecting him to be that guy? Is that, a, is that an outrageous take? Look, and that's going to tick a lot of Auburn fans off. But yeah. I'm just asking the question. Because I hadn't really thought about it until you said that earlier today. I, it's hard for me to think that it's hard for me to think that they believe that he's the guy if w with all the activity that we had. Yeah, around, they got they got two transfers that came in at the quarterback like position. Super, yeah. super quick. Sure. Right. And and they, they went after several more. And then there was the obviously the Caleb Williams rumors and the But you had Kedon to go after Slovis. Caleb Williams. You had to. Yeah. There's the Kedon Slovis and and then you ultimately bring in um, you know, Zach Calzada. Uh, relatively quickly, I think he he committed in December, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. It was early in the process, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, if you're sold on a guy, I mean, let's just think about it from a, a, a roster, a, a quarterback uh, roster management stat, uh, standpoint. Okay, um, you had uh, you had Finley, you had D Davis, and you had Garner coming in. If they would have just brought Robbie Ashford in, I would say they probably still think that TJ's the guy. But when you bring a Calzada type player in um maybe they do just really want a maybe they don't really know and they're just like let's get as many guys in and see what shakes out i mean that could i mean i could see when you don't have an idea we don't really know what mm -hmm. <laughs> what you have try to get as many bodies in and see uh see what rises to the top i i mean that's a scenario where uh, i can see that a battle uh is is beneficial although i don't yeah. think it's a i still don't think when you when you don't know who the guy is, I'm not sure that that's a great scenario at quarterback. Uh, sure, sure, but and I don't know if I fully believe this. I'm just kind of asking the questions here because yeah, it's March. But the whole <laughs> um, you know, 
making the case where like maybe they do think Finley is the guy. From a roster management standpoint, like you said, last year, one backup quarterback was bad. And yeah. backup quarterback's been an issue, you know, for the last several years since Bo Nick stepped foot on campus. It's like, okay, that's why his leash was so long, one of the many reasons. There's nobody and, back there. And so you want to beef that up a little bit, which they have done. Yeah. I think we all can agree that that has happened. The quarterback depth is better. I don't know if the upside is better, but the depth is better. And from a roster management standpoint, you lost Bo Nix, obviously, and then you lost um, Grant Loy, which we're yeah. all scoffing at that, but like you lost two upperclassmen scholarship quarterbacks. Right. And so... What should you go do? Go get two more older quarterbacks. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, if one – somebody on in the dis, – is either the disc, – I think it was the Discord made a really good point. If it was a good point, reason, it was in the Discord. You made, you, you made – you make it a um, – you make it a competition so that you have guys there in spring. You know what I mean? So, like, if, if it's just a – if it's just an unwritten – like, or if it's just an automatic – yeah. Uh, it's Calzada. How many guys do you possibly lose? And then how many guys do you have competing through spring? And you know, Calzada's got a shoulder injury. And if if you lose guys uh, through spring and he's got mm. a shoulder injury, like how do you even conduct a spring practice? Like somebody that was that was a really good point to name. Uh, like call it. I mean, call it what it is a, a competition because mm. it helps at least maintain some guys and, and make them feel like they have a shot. Uh, and and they go hard through spring, and I mean, I can see where that that can definitely yield um, some positive. Well, positive, unless positive D vibe. Davis feels like he is going to be in the battle, like you got to think he will not be here in the fall. Like I am not expecting D Davis to be on the roster, and so yeah, you and bringing I, in the two transfers and Holden Garner when you're losing Bo Nix, Grant Loy, and possibly D Davis. I think when you look at it like that. Bringing in all the extra quarterbacks isn't as crazy. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Not at all. Because uh, I do think I do think that it's pretty obvious, you know, right or wrong, that they don't feel like D. Davis fits what they what they want to do going forward. And, and I'm not saying that's right or wrong. Um, but, you know, there was times where, you yeah. know. I hope he's given a chance. Play, I really quarterback do. Quarterback play was putrid quarterback play was putrid at times mm -hmm. last last year and it's always like well it can't get any worse you know what i mean like why not give him a shot and you know yeah. even in the um bowl game when you could have burned the red shirt and it wouldn't have even mattered um i don't know I don't, like i said right or wrong it just doesn't seem like that's part of the plan moving forward yeah. so they wouldn't even burn a red shirt because of the four yeah. game rule now like right. he, he would have been shot fine. give him a shot in spring let him let him let him show out a little bit and maybe get some film out there so other coaches, you know, maybe want to – if he goes right. into the portal and, you know, but, but then again, what if he just comes out and, and wins the job? You never know. Right, right. right. John Samuel know. Shanker, Auburn tight end, will join us in just a moment. But first, there is a very valuable and attractive target in the transfer portal. Auburn appears to be going after him. We talk about why it is a must-get for the Tigers in just a moment. But man, I love March Madness and I love these brackets, but I can't remember the last time I've actually gone deep and been successful and made money with the brackets. And so this year, I am hedging my bet with Stat Heroes NCAA single game pickums as they pit star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between daily fantasy 
in sports gambling. Stat Hero gives you the advantage because you're able to realize what you're going up against. You're able to see the total point projections or how many points they need to score. Stat Hero has it all. This is what daily fantasy was meant to be. So be sure to check out our friends at Stat Hero. For free right now at StatHero.com slash LockedOn and use promo code LockedOn for a 100% deposit match. That is StatHero.com slash LockedOn. Use promo code LockedOn for a 100% match. And of course, terms and conditions apply. Also, I want to tell you about our local friends here at Fetch Me Delivery. Whether you want food delivered to your door. In fact, um, my wife got home from work uh, a little bit before uh, recording this. And we're like, you know, we don't feel like cooking. And so we actually ordered Fetch Me. They delivered uh, some local food to us, which was absolutely delicious. It was still warm when we got it. It's like we were eating in the restaurant. In the comfort of our own home, we've got a one-year-old. It's not always easy to take her out. And so it was great. It's awesome. We rely on Fetch Me all the time. But now they have launched FetchMeAlcohol.com. With the new Alabama laws, they are now able to deliver alcohol right to your door. And so if... You are a vendor and want your alcohol products being able to be delivered to your customers. You can go to fetchmealcohol.com. They have a very easy sign-up process. Very, very simple and very, very accessible. So check it all out. If you're in the Auburn, Opelika, Lee County area, go to fetchmealcohol.com for your alcohol delivered to your door. And of course, Fetch Me Delivery for your food and more delivered straight to your home. Charlie Five. There is a stud, a stud wide receiver that is now in the portal. He entered the portal yes. Monday. His name is Corey Rucker, and he's 6'1", 190. Spent a few years at Arkansas State. He still has three years of eligibility left in his two seasons at Arkansas State. 75 catches, over 1,200 receiving yards, 14 touchdowns. Mm. Give it to me. Auburn offered him shortly after he entered the portal. Auburn seems interested, you know, and, and Corey Rucker tweeted out all of that. But this is a freshman All-American. I mean, this is a guy that Auburn really, really needs to get for multiple reasons. One of them is obviously the instant impact that he could have on the roster incredibly quick as soon as he steps foot on campus. Because I've said this before, I really like Auburn's receiver room. They just don't have a wide receiver one. They have a bunch of wide receiver twos and wide receiver threes. And so I think if you put somebody in that role, everyone instantly gets better because then they're asked to do what's actually in their ability at the current time. I think guys can develop into bigger roles, but I think right now that's kind of what we're looking at. And then on the other side of it, and this is kind of the part that, that, that I think you're more passionate about, but Auburn has gone after these dudes that would be instant starters and made the sales pitch to them and said, hey, here's the depth chart. Here's your path to playing time. And here's your role on this team. And it hasn't really worked yet. I mean, the only time worked. Auburn's been able to go after a key position of need in the portal, which I'm going to say is offensive line and wide receiver, they've only been able to get Demetrius Robertson. Yeah. And that's not going to get it. You need <laughs> to get not, more than that. You need to get more got, than that. Exactly. I mean, there's so many things to like about this kid. Uh, yeah. The the top end speed, being able to be a deep threat. Uh, I think there was one game his freshman year. He had like over 300 yards receiving. Oh, um, give he it has to experience. Me. He has three years to play. He's from Mississippi. That's another. That's another plus. It's just a pipeline type thing. Mm -hmm. um, and 
I mean, you you nailed it. This is a guy. This is a position you have to have. You if you want to compete, and if 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 you know as as much turmoil as there was this past offseason, if you want to be able to compete, you have to go get guys like this. You have to have wins. Uh, and this is a uh, this is a weakness that literally no one can deny. There's nobody out there that can say it's going to be a good idea to not add at least some kind of playmaker to this room yeah. uh, before the season starts. And you've got an ch- opportunity to add one that's got at least – I mean, he's got up to three years left to play. Like, Gosh, I mean, it's, not it, only, it's such a not only, Yeah, not only could it be a, he be a great asset next year, but he can be an asset the year after that. And the year after that, like, it's a – it's a um, I mean – these are just the kind of battles that you have to go in, and people, uh, SEC schools are already coming after him, um, and you got to go beat them. You just got to go. You have to go. You have to go do it. And I'm sure, uh, I know that we can we can lean back and fall back on. Uh, oh, there's going to be more kids in the portal. There's going to be more kids on the portal. Sure, sure. That's very that's very true. But we want this guy. Yeah, this we is offered. Yeah, this we, is a guy that would. I mean, it, there's very clearly interest there. We offered him. He's interested in us. Go close the deal. Go send a message. Go close the deal, and sort of you know maybe build a little good, uh, build some goodwill, build some you know build some equity, so to speak, and and being able to yeah. say, hey, we're changing things. We picked out a target and we're going to go get him. And that would, uh, this is a guy that they've picked out. Now let's see them go close the deal. Yeah. If I'm Mike Killyard right I now, get him. Uh, call Corey Rucker and just talk about being a top 10 draft pick. Talk about coaching and, and playing in the league for a decade. Talk about yeah. all of these different types of receivers that you've been able to develop at the NFL level. And talk then about just talk, and the blowfish. Uh, sure, do whatever you need to do. Do whatever you need to do. It was a Darius Rucker joke. Uh, no, I, I think it was great. I think it was well done. <laughs> I think it was well done. Uh, but then uh, say, hey, Auburn's a pretty cool place to hang out for two or three years until yes. you get drafted. I, I think that'd be a great place because then you you you, you know you show. You show them videos of Harson, kind of saying, hey, when you sign here, we're going to play a little draft music. It's going to be really, really fun. It's going to be really, really cool. We'll make a great social post out of it. And also, our goal will be to get you drafted in the next two or three years. Exactly. And it's like, man, I, I, I just, they need to get this dude. I'm really, really him. high on this guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm super pumped about him. I've watched some of his film for, you know, uh, every single YouTube cut up that you can that you can have, I, I'm I've been watching it. It's weird. Now. There's not a lot of Arkansas State cut ups. Yeah, there's there's Do not. There's, think- but his his film against you, uh, Louisiana Monroe, his freshman year is electric. Yeah, just cook them up, <laughs> baby. Cook them up. Yeah. Do you think Harson coaching there at any point helps? Hurts? Do you think that matters? It was so long ago. I don't know that it. I don't know that it matters. Maybe they can talk but about I- their similar taste in. Um, Arkansas State cuisine. Maybe that's something they can bond over. That could be. That could. That could be. Pull the, out every trick you have, gentlemen, and get this guy to Auburn. <laughs> you just got to get him here. You got to get him here. Yeah. Need him. Right. Need, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. It's I like I like I've said before. I care. I care less about wins and losses as I do program building and, yeah. and, and roster management and things like that. This would this would go a long, long way. I think with a lot of people that sort of feel the same way that I do, because you know, 
you already had a guy that you were trying to go for, uh, Georgia Tech. Uh, I forget the kid's name. He was an edge player. You offered him. He oh, commits yeah. to Arkansas. Right. Like he, he, didn't, he didn't even get a chance to come to Auburn. He goes to one visit to Arkansas and commits. Like, okay, it's it seems like it's a little bit more of the same that's going on. And now you got this kid. You could really send a you could really send a message to uh, to a lot of people to say, hey. We're, we're, we're for real. We're here to play. So let's let's uh, let's get this guy. Let's go get him. Charlie Five, how can we find you here? You support you, all that good stuff. Absolutely. Find me on Twitter at the underscore Charlie underscore five. AuburnLive.com message board. The corner, the Locked on Auburn Discord, which is my favorite place in the yes. whole world. And Monday, Wednesday, Friday on the Dad Bod Golf Pod. That is Charlie Five joining us for the second time this week here on the show. Really appreciate it. Hey, coming up, John Samuel Shanker, Auburn tight end, talks about some of his goals from spring practice, as well as sharing his perspective on the crazy offseason that happened. And he also shares why he stepped up and uh, defended Brian Harson publicly on social media. All really, really good stuff coming your way. But hey, March Madness is here. It's upon us. And you can start filling out your brackets Sunday night after selection. Sunday is all but wrapped up. And I hope you already have a plan. And if you don't, I'll tell you what your plan needs to be. You need to be able to get ready and hop over to runyourpool.com slash locked on is how you can kind of join our bracket pool across the entire network. You can compete with us. You can compete with other listeners. And if you win the thing, you'll win some cash money, baby. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So go to runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, use the promo code Pure Madness. I love Run Your Pool. I'm using it for my personal um, friends and family type pool. And I'm playing around with some of the settings. And it's fun how customizable it is. I mean, they've got features that you can change the scoring for. And it's like, I've never even thought of that. Let me think on if I want it to be that way or not. But I, I think it's really, really fun. And if you're listening to this show, you are probably into this sort of thing. So go to runyourpool.com slash locked on. Join us, win a cash prize, maybe. And then, um, yeah, while you're there, enter code Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. That is runyourpool.com slash locked on. Also, make sure you're ready to rock and roll at betonline.net. It is the best place to wager on all of the action throughout March Madness. And of course, it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all sporting wagering information needs including live betting and some of your Vegas casino games. A lot of futures for football coming up as well. So check all that out and more at betonline.net, where the game starts. And joining us now for the next few minutes, John Samuel Shanker, Auburn tight end. So I know you guys are getting ready for spring practice to start uh, very, very soon, but Max Week was uh, was last week. Is that right? Yep, that's right. I, I imagine that's a pretty fun uh, competitive week amongst the team, both competing with yourself and competing with other folks. Uh, how did that go for you? Uh, it went well for me. It was my first uh, actual max out, um, not playing baseball. So, oh, right, yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, so I never, I've never done that. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, it's kind of a break from all the work that we've been doing. Um, so you, don't, you rest your body a little bit more, and you get to have a little more fun with the guys in the weight room. Um, it's a little more celebration more than anything of the work we put in, um, since January. And, uh, it was a lot of fun to see a lot of, a lot of big maxes, especially squat night. Um, so it was, it was a lot of fun. Who impressed you the most? Did anybody have numbers that were a lot higher than you were expecting? 
Um, I don't know if anybody had higher numbers, but Keandre Jones is a freak show when it comes to pretty much any lift. Yeah. Um, he was squatting like 650. Um, so he was a lot of fun to watch throughout the week, moving that weight. Yeah, no, he's got a chance to have a really good season too. That's exciting to hear. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. Yeah. So it's been a it's been a crazy off season, John Samuel, and um, a lot of players, including yourself, spoke up to defend um, your head coach Brian Harson, and now it seems like the program's all in and, and and moving forward. But from your perspective, a team leader, what are what were those few weeks like when a lot of people were kind of you know, saying all sorts of things about Coach Harson and the football program and the staff and, um, you know, you kind of stepping up and saying, like, hey, this is this is the right guy. We need to we need to go all in. Yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty um, within the program, obviously. Um, and it was – I just thought it was in the best interest of the team and, and speak my, my, uh, my opinion on what yeah. I thought of Coach Harson and his program and where it was going. Um, and that was just – that was a little bit that us as players, um, if that's what you stood for, could do um, to help Coach Harson, knowing who he is as a, as a man and as a coach. Um, so that was that was really why I did it. Um, and I know other guys spoke out, Derek Hall, yeah. you know, guys like Nick Brahms. So it was great to have that support as well. Um, and we're happy to have him back. Obviously, we, we, we think he's the guy. Um, for us and this team, this program. And um, I think that's momentum for us, um, going through that as a team and, and get through that on the other side. And, and uh, I thought that brought us closer as a team and everybody's starting to buy into to what's going on. Sure, sure, absolutely. So what is this process? And you may not be able to answer this just because, like you said, you've, you normally are playing baseball this time of year. But what about this process right now this year is different than, you know, previous years? Or, or, or can you speak to that? I would just say there's a level of accountability for everybody that's, you know, nobody wants to let anybody down um, right now. Like, nobody's showing up late um, to things or, okay. you know, causing drama or anything like that. So it's it's kind of cool to see that because um, you, you haven't we haven't seen that in a while. And uh, so the leadership kind of takes a big, a big step in that direction when that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's been very exciting um, just to lay the foundation. Cause once you lay a solid foundation, it's immovable. So sure. to have, to have that, um, that foundation set is uh, it's a big deal, especially this early and heading into spring ball. Sure. Absolutely. As far as goals that you have set for yourself going into spring practice, do you have any of those that you'd be willing to share? Um, well, I know for sure um, my hand down blocking, I'm more of an H than a Y, yeah. I would say right now. Um, but just having more diversity and what I what I can do better. Um, and then obviously the passing game, route running. Um, and just focusing more on the details and spring ball the very fine details now that I've, I've been around for a while. So I, I kind of understand the game a lot more. And now it's more about the little things than it is about certain just plays and stuff like that. Um, so it's now focused in on really small details of footwork and hand placement, all that. I know there's been some changes with the offensive coordinator role, but now that it's, it's Eric Kiesau, a guy that was a part of um, this coaching staff a year ago, 
does that kind of help with continuity with guys like you who had a big role last year? I think it's safe to assume you'll have a big role this season too. What have those conversations with Coach Kiesel been like? Yeah, they're awesome. I love I love Coach Kiesel. He uh, last year we got to know him pretty well with the wide receivers. Yeah. Um, but I love Coach Kiesel. Coach Harris has a lot of trust in him. He's his guy from from out west. So right. Um, yes, I, I think he's great. Uh, we have a great relationship, and um, you know he's he does things the right way, um, especially in office. He's great. All the guys on the offensive side trust him, and they enjoy being around him. Um, so it's gonna be fun um, getting to know him a little bit better, especially as an OC and uh, Coach Hilliard as well. He'll be a lot of fun to get to know. I don't know him very well yet, but um, he's he's gonna be a great weapon for us, especially coming from where he's coming from and the experience he's had. So it'll be awesome. How often do the tight ends work with the wide receivers coach? Um, we'll do a few drills every day, um, pass catching drills with the wide receivers and the wide receiver coach. So you kind of get to sprinkle it around a little bit. And um, so that's pretty – you get to do it a little bit. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I, I didn't realize there was that much interaction, but it makes sense. I mean, you uh, you slotted out a good bit. Guys like Landon King slot out, you know uh, – a ton, and so it makes sense. Landon King has been a guy that a lot of people have talked about so far this off season. What kind of uh, what kind of role are you expecting from him in twenty two? Yeah, we'll see. Um, I mean, he'll definitely get um, some time. We don't we don't necessarily know. We have a great room right now. Yeah, um, a lot of guys. Any of them can play, um, and Landon can as well. So we'll see as we get into spring what their plans are for him. Um, I know he'll be split out a lot. Um, just kind of based on what happened last year. Um, but, yeah, he's he's going to develop. He's developed a lot under Coach Bedell in one year, and we'll see. Normally year two is a big jump for guys, so um, we'll see what happens. Sure, sure. And so there's going to – a lot of people are assuming there will be a lot of different guys taking snaps at the quarterback position. How does that impact your role being on the receiving end of a lot of those passes? I know everybody's got a different type of ball, a different type of throwing motion. Um, does that make it more difficult to you, or, or do you kind of like the challenge and kind of figuring out how to work with different people? Yeah, I say that a lot. I say things a lot like, um, you know, when the ball's thrown, it's it's just a ball. It doesn't matter what hand it's coming out of. So sure. at that point, um, you know, it's just our job to make sure they looked as good as they can um, in practice. But, yeah, I mean, there's going to be a battle, and, you know, it would be fun to be a part of that, but, um, you know, I trust the coaches and yeah. and even the quarterbacks on whoever they pick um, come September 3rd. So um, it will be interesting. It will be cool to get a lot of different uh, – to get to know a lot of different guys and, and kind of their their quirks, so to speak, at quarterback and yeah. what they like, what they don't like. So it's all about communication with those guys and, and talking with them and getting to know them a lot better. And I already know TJ, but getting to know the, the new guys as well. Um, just so we can grow that relationship and um, have trust, you know, when we get – so when the bullets start flying that um, we have something to go back to. Sure. One last thing, and, I, and I'll let you go. Thank you for your time, John Samuel. But uh, your former teammates, the Auburn baseball team, Butch Thompson's got those guys off to a good start. Have you been able to, to get out there and watch them any this year? Yeah, I've been uh, three or four games so far. Okay. Um, they look great. Um, pitching looks really good right it now. Does, yeah. And they, they're, swinging, they're swinging the stick pretty well, too. So they're a lot of fun to watch. Um, I'm ready for them to get in the SEC play and see what um, 
Sewer tomato. We got a big one. Ole Miss. Ole Miss. They look good, man. <laughs> they look really good. So uh, we got them at home. So we'll need uh, they'll need some support for sure. And hopefully they get off to a good start in the SEC. And we'll we'll see how it goes. Cool, cool. Well, hey, thank you for your time, brother, and best of luck uh, through spring practice. Thank you. Have a good day. Wow, that was great. Thank you so much to John Samuel Shanker and of course Auburn message board legend Charlie Five. We'll be back tomorrow. Ferg Friday, as Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer should join us, and we'll really get into some Auburn basketball in the SEC tournament on tomorrow's show, right here on Locked on Auburn. tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait find locked on college basketball on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day